All right, welcome to the Rise Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jonah Mitchell, and on this show, I help chronic dyers rise up to their potential and take back control of their health by making the weight loss process as simple as possible um, so that they can start seeing lifelong results, even if you've struggled with losing weight for the vast majority of your life. Um, I talk about everything from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and really everything that you can, uh, that I've helped uh, overcome f- with myself, with my clients, and I, I give it to you all for free because I want you to find success. Um, and in, in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to lose weight without tracking calories. <laughs> um, and, and this really came to me today based off of uh, a conversation I had with a woman who who has been tracking calories her entire life and doesn't feel comfortable not tracking her calories even though she hasn't been losing weight. And there's a lot of, uh, I, I, I've had a fun run through or a fun interaction with tracking calories over the years, especially when I first learned about tracking calories and how difficult that, well, not, and how effective it was, but I also built myself into a restrictive cage uh, with tracking calories. So um, I'm going to talk about how to effectively uh, use calories later, but we're going to talk about the five things that I work on with my clients before we ever put them in a diet, so they can start naturally losing weight and feeling better along along the side along the lines. Jesus, I, 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 can you tell I'm recording this early in the morning? <laughs> uh, so uh, before I get started, before I get into all the nitty gritty, I uh, thank you so much for spending your time with me. Um, I if you learn something, please share the show with at least one person. Uh, helps me out a lot. Allows me to continue to help uh, help people, um, and that's that's my that's why I do all this. I want to help as many people as I can. Um, if you if you want to find more of me, you can find me on Instagram and um, uh, on, on Instagram at Jonah Mitchell Fit underscore Nutrition. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Jonah Mitchell Fitness, and you can come join me in my Facebook group at uh, the Total Mind Body Transformation, uh, where I do live trainings. And we'll actually have a I'm ha- I'm actually running a free challenge here um, in a few days. So um, if you're not in there and you want to get in there, you want to start taking action, start implementing the things we're talking about today, um, I highly recommend it. All of those will be linked in the show notes so that you can uh, easily uh, get transported over there, and we'll uh, get things rolling. Um, all right, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about how how can we start losing weight without tracking calories? All right, so let's before I before I start, I want to give you before I start in all the thing, all the specifics. the The reason calorie tracking is so important because it helps you understand your food outside of good or bad. Right? It tells you what food actually. It helps you understand what food actually is. It helps you look at it with with within a new light. It gives you more information, right? But that information can be very difficult to understand in the beginning, it, especially with the way calories are portrayed. Is it like everyone says, calories in versus calories out? Blah 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 blah. I totally understand that. Not going to dispute that. When we look at tracking calories, it doesn't mean you're automatically going to start losing weight. It's not a diet, right? Tracking calories isn't a diet. Calorie a de- calorie deficit isn't a diet. It's just a protocol. So. Most of the time, when people try to track their calories and just lower their calorie intake and try to drastically increase their increase their exercise, you know, it a lot of times it's not not sustainable, and you're not eating uh, appropriately to fuel your goals. You know, you're just treating all calories the same, drop them all, and you you just want to see the scale on the on the number on the scale go down. 
when in reality we're supposed to understand what our body thrives off of what 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 calorie amount what macro prescription not not me giving you a macro prescription but how do you eat that makes you feel better and in order to get us to a level of understanding calories at a much better better rate we first i first focus on these five things before we ever transition to a a diet phase because if you try, most people just try and jump into the diet Right. Try to cut their calories, increase their movement. And yeah, they'll see some they'll see some results. You know, a lot of people see a lot of results the first time they do that. But then, you know, the weight comes back and then subsequent 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 tries afterwards get more and more difficult because our body becomes resistant. It becomes resistant to to uh, weight loss and calorie deprivation because it's it's always listening. It's always adapting. You know, your body learns what what it likes, uh, learns what you do most of the time, and it will start paying attention, right? So, in order to, if you've been on that kind of that roller coaster where you lost a lot of weight in the beginning and it, it was very and you found a lot of success, um, and it's been it's gotten harder over the years. And as you gotten older, you know, we blame our, our metabolism. As we get old, we get fat. We can't do anything about it. No, that's not the case. That's what, that's where we're starting here today in this podcast um, and understanding, all right, what do we need to do without, before we track calories to start losing, uh, to help set ourselves up for weight loss and much more a simpler manner, much more sustainable manner as well, so that we feel good and not miserable. All right. So the first one I always start with, because it seems like activity, changing activity level seems to be the easiest for most people. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about ideal numbers. Okay. These are ideal numbers. These are not like you have to do them all at once. All right. This is a little checklist for you to help you understand, okay, where can I continue to make progress that doesn't involve tracking my calories? All right. So the first one, first one coming along the lines of activity levels. All right. This is very simple. Something I don't, a lot of us have this idea or have this idea that we have to really work hard to burn calories, right? When in reality, the, the, the way we burn the vast majority of our calories is just living, right? This is your basic metabolic rate. You know, it takes for ups for, uh, up, uh, takes up 50 to 60% of your total calorie burn in a day. All right. It's, it's, it's insane. We don't need to be eating below 1200 calories, right? The second way we burn the most calories is through our daily activity. Usually it takes up more calorie burn than your actual intended exercise, right? There's so there's activity with the intent of burning calories and there's activity without the intent of burning calories and the activity that uh without the intent of burning calories is no, is just your day-to-day movement, right? This is getting your steps in. This is this is standing. This is uh, moving. If you're if you're like me and talk a lot with your hands, that's burning calories, right? Um, this is using the restroom on a different floor. This is parking farther away. So this is where you can get increase your caloric burn and also improve your stress management and also um, get more sunlight in your day-to-day. Also just help you deal with st- deal with with uh, well, help digest your food. You know, walking and moving and daily movement is super powerful. And and simply put, like step counting is super has been a useful tool. You know, tracking of any sort is helps us understand where we're at, where we're at, and how we can start making improvements. Ideally, ideally, 
I like to get my clients between seven and ten thousand on a regular basis. You know, when they start getting ready for a diet, it's it, that that floor, that seven thousand starts to rise. So it's like eight, nine is 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 the floor. But when we're when we're really focusing on establishing an appropriate routine, we're first focusing on um improving our daily activity, right? And this is such an easy way to to it, it's honestly walking is one of the most beneficial things that you could do for your body movement is medicine you know and if you can get moving more throughout the day you're going to naturally increase your caloric burn and you're also going to get so many other benefits from doing that that you're going to find reasons to want to keep walking right so this is not even getting into what form of exercise that that you should be doing for weight loss i'll get to that in a second but for right now if you just simply start moving more right you can do your steps but if you want to just like simplify you know somewhere between 30 to 90 minutes a day of extra movement right it doesn't have to be all in one go right you could break it up throughout the day you know 3 15 to 30 minute walks at the end at the end of your meals you know uh walk in the morning walk at night you know it just depends but or if you want to get a step counter and track your steps and aim for that seven to ten thousand like again that all uh, is super impact, powerful, and this is like the one of the first things we start accomplishing along this ride, along these lines. All right. So, uh, the next one. This one's easy. In my, this one's very simple, but a lot of people struggle with it because water is boring. <laughs> and uh, I understand, you know, I used to hate drinking water. Um, I used to think I was hydrated and I did not want to go pee all that much. Uh, I feel like peeing once or twice a day is, was appropriate. Uh, so I didn't want to increase my water intake. And this is what I get, uh, so the pushback I get um, with my clients when we're, when we're focusing on uh, increasing their water intake. But water is super important for so many reasons. I feel like I've talked about it a lot. It's so underrated, you know, about it's so underrated of how of how much water does impact our health and simply being just 10 percent less hydrated than we usually are. This is not being this is this is uh, from where your baseline is. This is not being optimally hydrated, but 10 percent less than where we usually are. We see a 30 to 50 percent slowdown in cognitive function. I learned that from uh, Sean Model. I think it was in um, his book, Eat Smarter. It's a great book. Very uh, awesome uh, understanding of, of your food and, and, and overall health. Um, and if you can really focus on finding ways to get more water, you know, somewhere between a half gallon to a gallon, depending on your size, right? The bigger you are, the more water you're probably going to want to drink, you know, um, uh, upwards of like, you know, if we want to get very specific, like half your weight and half your body weight in fluid ounces, this is just allowing us to, to this, this allows proper nutrient distribution throughout your body, right? This allows for lubrication of your joints. You know, if you struggle with joint pain, you know, if you get hydrated, you can help support your joints a lot. You know, this is going to help uh, uh, electrolyte distribution throughout your muscles, you know, cramping, all that fun stuff. There's lots of lot, lack of water in your system making it difficult for you. And we don't want we don't want that. We want to feel good. We want your body to have all of the transport, uh, the nutrients transported appropriately. Right. And and these two, like being hydrated, getting more movement throughout the day, they're going to make you feel better. Right. And really, before I go into the next three, feeling better first is the only prerequisite to weight loss because a lot of us think, uh, maybe didn't correct me if I'm wrong, 
that once we lose the weight, once we lo- improve our body composition, we'll start feeling better. We'll start we'll start feeling better once we have the goal. But it's actually the opposite. Once we feel better, the goals become much easier. Maybe and and we we want to do we want to continue to apply the changes that we've made because they become more they become part of us they become part of who we are instead of this roller coaster of cutting calories jumping from diet to diet feeling overwhelmed feeling super stressed not dealing with our emotions and and making this process a lot harder right so where where we start addressing these things first these pillars of your lifestyle I'm not I'm not even in touch. Um, the 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 mindset shifts in this episode because that that could be an entire uh, an episode on its own and I'm actually saving that for for a friend of mine um who who is super man I, I'm I'm excited for him I'm I'm gonna try and get him in on the podcast next week um but yeah like that's this this is uh the, these things we are gonna help us feel better and this is the secret behind motivation right I feel like most people think motivation just lasts forever, right? No matter what, like I just need to be more motivated, right? No, and I feel like it's been we're it's been beaten to dead, uh, or we're beating a dead horse by saying motivation doesn't last. But seriously, it doesn't. And most, and I, I want to remind you that it doesn't last. You know, I'm a health and fitness professional, but I don't always want to be eating my 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 food. I don't always want to be going to exercise. I don't always want to be talking about health and fitness. You know, but it makes me feel good when I do those things. When I it makes it puts it brings me back to a place that I like being, um, instead of always feeling bloated and 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 you know gross and like uh dealing with indigestion and and all these other things when I when I'm not eating foods that that benefit that make me feel better. I'm gonna get to the foods in a second. So, um, when we're when we're working on this, when we're working on feeling better, right? When you start making the changes. You're rewiring how you see your food and your relationship with your fitness, and you're realizing that you like feeling better, and that's what motivation is. You're more likely to make the decision to um, to make yourself feel better than if you didn't, uh, than than uh, than not make the decision, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, that was hydration and then my side tangent. Sorry about that. Um, that's just how my brain kind of ping pongs, but I have my list. So I'm back on track. All right. So now let's talk about the actual uh, exercise that with that has the intention of burning calories. All right. So there's so many opinions out there. There's so much you could possibly possibly be doing for your health, fitness, and weight loss goals. All right. I'm going to start when it comes to establishing the most important thing first, and then we'll talk about optimization, right? Because I'm working with my clients. I'm a strength coach. I teach them how to lift weights. I teach them how to to change and, and sculpt their physique uh, through strength through strength training. But in the beginning, if you have a hard time staying consistent, I don't care what you do, <laughs> as long as it's somewhere between two to five times a week. All right. If you like cardio do cardio. I can't stand cardio. I broke my foot doing cardio and I'm probably never going to run again. <laughs> For all my runners out there, uh, I appreciate you, uh, but I'm not doing, uh, I'm not ever going to run uh, ever again. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, anyway, where we start your exercise, your actual es- exercise to elicit the calories burned, start with what you like doing. We have a client 
who's amazing. You know, she swims all the time. She loves swimming. And I never want to take away swimming from her. She's in the she's in the pool for hours, like two to three hours, like four or five days a week. It's insane. Um, and then we sprinkled in strength training on top of that to help with bone density, day-to-day strength stuff, and you know, maybe increase her performance in the pool. Right. But that was her form of consistency. That was what's going to keep her consistent the most. So we kept that in. She's going to swim three to five times a week. Right. That was her non-negotiable. Stop doing shit that you hate doing. Right. Because when we start focusing on the things that we like doing, we start feeling better, more consistently. You will want to keep showing up for it. Right. I can tell you all the benefits of strength training, but if you hate lifting weights, uh, it's, it's falling on deaf ears. You know, but I could talk your ear off with strength training because most people don't realize how beneficial it is going to be for their their own aesthetic goals rather than just doing more cardio and cutting their calories, right? It's going to sculpt your body. You're going to feel more confident. You're gonna, your clothes are going to fit better even if you're not losing weight when you prioritize strength training, you know. But again, that's me. I guess I'm I'm tr- not trying to influence you. I promise. I'm just like this. That's my wheelhouse is all I'm trying to say. So. Because our, I mean, you can exercise every day, don't get me wrong, but when we rely on just moving our body more consistently, like why, why I started with the, the step count at the beginning, you know, if you're getting upwards of seven to 10,000 steps on a regular basis, you know, you don't need to be like pushing your body with exercise all the time. And if you have an appropriate level of two to, to four to five, two to five times a week of a, 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 a like a 30 minutes, like 20 minutes to an hour of, of like actual exercise, like elevated heart rate or whatever you choose to do, you know, you're, you're going to, you're maximizing your benefits without putting so much stress in your body. You're putting, you're putting your body in a place of, okay, I feel good. I'm feeling, I'm not feeling overly deprived. I'm not feeling overly stressed. Cause that's another problem with, with most exercise routines is they put a lot of stress too quickly. Right. And and this is why like hit got super popular because it's so intense, so quick. You know, you see a lot of benefits in like eight weeks. Uh, but after a while, after, afterwards, your body adapts to it, that that high stress, it, it, it's you stop seeing the benefits from that, that amount of stress over time. Right. So when we're looking at what you like doing, we can optimize that. And we can start upgrading. Um, and we, when we start optimizing, this is where we make the adjustments appropriate to start seeing your goals, right? So, for example, let's say you like strength training, all right? And and when I'm working with you, ideally, I like to I like you I like to get you start working working out somewhere between two to four times a week with strength training, all right? And you know, we start on the lower end first. You know, we start like, let's convince me that you can do twice a week and then we'll talk about upping, you know, do two weeks of that. You're like, great. All right. Awesome. Let's talk. Let's bump up to three, you know, and if we're doing two to three times, that's going to be a full body workout, right? Because then we're going to hit our muscle groups two to three times, um, which is going to elicit the the best response for muscle growth, muscle definition. You know, if you're going upward, if you, if you, if you like that feeling, you know, I train three full body workouts. I don't do upper lower splits. I'm not, not a huge fan of them. I've always trained full body. And it's just like super beneficial. Um, that being said, I could probably do a whole episode of strength training, the, the, the programming in general, but again, 
before we start dieting, we want to establish consistency with a form of exercise that you like. If it's a, if you want strength training, that's where I'm going to push you. That's where I'm going to coach you. That's where I'm going to help you. If it's something that you like, like swimming, yoga, whatever it is, you know, that's what we're going to focus on. And we're going to focus on making you consistent there. And that's where I want you to think. All right. So when it comes to your exercise, pick three, pick something that you like doing and do it three to five times a week. That's it. All right. Now let's talk about nutrition. All right. How are we going to start losing weight? without tracking calories on the nutrition side. Well, this one of my favorite stories to tell is I had I have I had a I've had a client for almost a year. Super excited. She's about to graduate her program. She's been a lifelong dieter. Like been through done through every single diet that you can think of, weight loss surgery, lots of things that she's tried. Um and you know, she saw some success, but over the years she she hovered right around like 165, uh 167. And I know I think it's 164. Yeah, 164. Um, and when she signed on with me, you know, we looked at her her day-to-day. We looked at her, her initial prescription. And I the only thing I told her was that I want you to add one or two vegetables into your, into your day-to-day. And she's like, excuse me? <laughs> Is that it? I'm, I'm paying you and that's all you're going to coach me on? I'm like, yes, that's it. Because when we looked at her her meals you know they weren't very nutrient dense they were very snacky meals she, she was eating out consistently right and the problem with most people is they try to change their everything about their diet instead of just a, just a couple things at a time so for her it was adding one or two vegetables into her diet on a regular basis and then getting co- good and consistent with that and allowing her brain to find reasons find ways to incorporate her vegetables right so it gave food it gave her vegetable lists you know get ta- taught her how to incorporate them and then gave her the autonomy to choose where she put them in you know and by doing that she was practicing this this part of her her nutrition that okay i'm gonna get two vegetables in on a consistent basis that, that's just part of what i do right then it became three then it became four then we worked on her protein intake we worked on getting her protein servings up to two to four servings a day i'm sorry three to four servings a day right this was uh this was primarily done through her meals at the beginning and if we wanted to increase it we would throw in a a protein supplement be it shake or uh or bar um that's just easy to increase protein intake right and from there we we start with those two Three to four servings of, of, of protein uh, a day, two to four servings of vegetables a day. And then, you know, she was, she was curious about fruit. And I was like, okay, well, now we can throw in fruit as as either a complement to the meal or have like a, a mini meal. Uh, that's not entirely just a snack. You know, snacks are okay. There's nothing wrong with them, but they they in, they allow us to to graze throughout the day. They don't, they're not very satisfied. They're not very filling, you know. So if we want to, like, take snacks to the next level, make them more complete, you know, fruit is a great way because it's, like, it's got it's got fiber. It's got vitamins and minerals. It's it's tasty, you know, and pair it with, like, peanut butter or some nuts, you know, at an appropriate level. You know, you're, you're increasing the satiety uh, of your food, and it's a more complete meal that way, so you're less likely to, to continue snacking so anyway we had her eating one to two fruits a day you know and then she didn't understand how to properly incorporate carbs into her into her diet because carbs were the devil <laughs> and uh um so we're like okay like take a cup like a cup serving of your hand like make a cup out of your hand right and that's like an a, an average serving amount of some sort of carbohydrate right and Complex carbs between uh, are different from simple carbs, right? Simple carbs are are fast absorbing, you know, not very nutrient dense, basically just all energy, right? That's what carbs are. They're just energy. Complex carbs 
come from the ground, right? Oats, uh, rice, quinoa, couscous, potatoes, sweet potatoes. You know, they're complex carbs because they 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 have a lot more nutrients in them. They have a lot more um, um, energy bonds within them to break down. So they're not just energy. They they have fiber in them, and they they help slow down digestion. You know, so then we start after we focus on protein and 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 vegetable. Then we had her have like. Two to four, two to three servings of, of complex carbohydrate, depending on how she felt, you know. And on the traditional dinner plate, you know, take half the plate, half the plate's your vegetable, quarter of the plate's your complex carb, and the last quarter is your protein, you know. If and that's a and that's like a a, a help a visual of like what portions could look like for you. It doesn't mean you have to do that all the time. Like I understand that it could be boring, but like we want to make this simple. Right, and the simpler you can make your meals, the more nutrient dense you make your meals, um, and and don't you don't have to not season them like salt, pepper, all that stuff. You know, make it make it taste good. Um, <laughs> but this is where we start understanding what the structure is, what foods to look for, and how to start integrating them into your day to day. This doesn't mean you have to change everything all at once, right? I told you that that gradual process because we want to get to three to four servings of protein a day, two to four servings of vegetables, one to two servings of fruit, and and two to four servings of complex carbohydrates. You know, because those are foods that are going to give you the biggest bang for your for, uh, for your buck. Those are the most nutrient dense foods. Those are going to improve blood sugar. Those are going to improve digestion. That's going to give you the amino acids to start holding on to muscle and, and prioritizing fat loss, right? And they're also not as as calorie dense, right? So it's going to be it's going to feel easier to naturally put yourself in a deficit without feeling like you're super hungry because those foods are also very filling and very satisfying. Right. We're not tracking any of this. <laughs> so this is the structure that we work on establishing in a way that you like it. Right. So I'm not going to give you a food. I'm not going to give you like, here's your meal plan. Follow this. You know, I'm going to teach you how to eat. Right. Because if you can start looking for these foods in a way that makes you feel great or in a way that like you start prioritizing what you like first, you know, from there it starts to build and you build your own structure. Like I told you earlier, like when I'm off my, my own routine, I know what I go back to. I know I want to prioritize my protein. I, I know I prioritize my veggies. I want to get my complex carbs because my body likes carbs. You know, I'm very active uh, minus the broken foot. And I, I don't break down uh, high fat very well. So I don't have very high fat meals. I have very carb dense meals, right? But my protein is high for my goals. Again, it takes... Uh, practice to understand this it takes it takes awareness right so first and foremost we're just working on building the awareness around what foods you can start incorporating and uh, the appropriate portions to start feeling great right and start piecing together the structure that's going to make you feel better right because when we start feeling better we start we want to do those things more often and that's the key here when we establishing a consistency we want to do them more often in a way that uh, because we're when we feel better, our body changes the way we want it to, right? When we do it more often, we establish consistency, and consistency consistency is 80% of the way. From there, the last 20% is optimizing, right? And that's where checking calories comes into play. So I hope that made sense, all right? I, 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 I know I talk a lot. <laughs> so here's the last one, all right? The last piece that's going to help make our... Uh, make our weight loss journey without tracking calories come together, okay? And it's kind of two in one, all right? Become proactive with your stress management. And I feel, I've been saying this a lot because most people are reactive with their stress. We only react to stress when our hair is falling out. We don't adjust, we don't address it like consistently. We don't address it like as a, as a, as a, as a caution, 
you know, where we let things build up. And then once it's all built up, we try to deal with it. Where in reality, if we constantly have ways to relieve the tension, um, um, not let it build up over time, you know, we're, we're sending so many powerful uh, restorative uh, signals to our body. You know, there's two states your body's in through your central nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system. You know, you're either in fight or flight or you're rest and digest. They're both equally important, right? But we want our fight or flight to be predominantly done with our exercises because our fight or flight response hears that and it's like, okay, I want to get better. I want to get better for this exercise. I want to, I want to come back stronger. I want to come back uh, thinner so that I can perform better, right? So why strength training is important because it, the signal you're sending, the stress you're putting on your body is telling you, telling you, uh, telling it what you want to do. When we're dealing with emotional stress, mental stress, you know, dietary stress, sleep stress, there's so many stresses on your body. It's so hard for your for it's so hard for your body to know which way you want it to go. Which way, yeah. If if it has like eight stresses, and then you have add your exercise on top of that, and you're not seeing the results you want, it's not because you're not working hard enough all the time. It's mainly because your body's just super stressed out. That it doesn't uh, the resources go to 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 survival pieces of your body like. A proper diet, proper brain function, blood pumping, you know, even though, even if they may not be optimal there, it's in that fight or flight response. Whereas we're, if we're in the, the rest and digest, you know, we're allowing our body to actually take what it heard from the stresses and actually appropriately modify, grow, uh, improve on so that we start seeing how uh, we can start seeing the changes, you know. So being proactive, you know, with with breathing exercises, yoga, meditation, uh, writing down your thoughts, um, doing something, anything that brings you that brings you present with your body, right? We're either stressed or either anxious because we're living in the future, or either depressed or sad because we're living in the past. And if you start living in the present, being more present with yourself, you're going to nullify a lot of those stressful emotions that make it difficult for our body to change, right? And this. It goes hand in hand with improving your sleep, right? Stress ma- stress management is improving your sleep. Ideally, to six and a se- six and a half hours, right? But uh, I'm sorry, um, at least to six and a half, but ideally seven to nine. You know, and I've been working with a client for eight months now. You know, she's been doing she's been doing so well, and the biggest sh- struggle for her is is her sleep right now, and it's just. We've been working really, really hard on that. That's the last piece. And the second week, we we get that to click. I swear to God, she's gonna, um, she's gonna transform her life, especially when it comes to her health. But sleep is so difficult for so many people because we have this this stress all the time, this day to day. Like we're always dealing with things. We don't ever allow our body to actually unwind and appropriately get to the, the enough sleep to get into REM and deep sleep. We don't allow it to to wind down enough so that we fall asleep easily and stay asleep throughout the night. Um, and it takes time. It takes practice and, and really intentionally, you know, dimming the lights before you go to bed, going to bed 30 minutes earlier, uh, limiting your screen time and an hour, at least 30 minutes before before bed. All these things are super powerful and impactful and, and they can make a, a pretty big change over uh, pretty quickly. Uh, it's practicing these consistently, you know, and every now and again, I'll still stay up late. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not super perfect, but when we're, when we're really wanting to help heal our body and make the dieting process a lot easier, you know, being proactive with your stress and improving your sleep is going to give you so much bang for your buck and a little bit. Um, and I don't want to get too nerdy about this, but like sleep is basically like 
a PED. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, performance enhancing drug helps your body recover, helps you helps you grow more muscle, helps your brain grow and expand and process appropriately. It's so it helps your cells clean themselves in a way that uh, that is uh, that slows aging. You know, sleep is amazing. So please start prioritizing it. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the five things. All right. So I will quick, quickly re- review them. So, so you remember, and you can walk away from this and then I'm gonna tell you about what we got going on in our, in our Facebook group next week. So daily activity, super easy way, low impact way to increase your caloric burn, also improve digestion, also deal with it, uh, help improve anxiety or help reduce anxiety and just help your body feel good, right? You get more sunlight, more sunlight equals more vitamin D. And again, vitamin D is distributed through our entire body, right? Um, moving your body more throughout the day, somewhere between seven to 10,000 steps on a regular basis. Like that becomes your home. All right. For, and uh, next one, hydration, somewhere between half gallon to a gallon, the bigger you are, the more you want to drink, right? You want more water in your system. You have no idea how much, how simple, how how much better you can feel by just having more water water in your body, you know. And and yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable increasing your water. You maybe go to the restroom uh, a little bit more, uh, but you get used to it. I promise. All right, exercising somewhere between two to four, two to five times a week. You know, if you're going to go the strength strength training route, I'm I I make it three to three to four, um, but primarily pick something that you like that you can be consistent with. You know, if you like it. You'll you'll want to keep showing up for it as opposed to like making yourself do cardio because that's the only way to lose weight. That's not how it works. We want to establish an appropriate routine for you that makes you feel the best and then optimize from there. All right, and then for your nutrition, all right, I talked a lot about the nutrition side. Um, so here's the here's the here's the breakdown so that it's a little bit easier for you to digest. Pun intended. Um, one to two servings of fruit a day. Two to four servings. Two to four servings of vegetables a day. Three to four servings of protein a day. And two to four servings of complex carbohydrates, right? When you're looking at a traditional like dinner plate, you know, half the plate's a veggie, quarter plate's a complex carb, quarter plate's a um, a protein, right? That's like the general guidelines. You know, you can put those all together in a salad, in a bowl, you know, and, 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 and make them. It doesn't have to be just like this very basic thing, but I, keeping your food simple in the beginning makes it much easier for you to always to know how to eat instead of trying to figure out what to eat, right? Um, and then stress management. Becoming pro- proactive with your stress management and improving your sleep is going to help you drastically, drastically feel better and see changes much more consistently, right? If we're constantly stressed, constantly pushing our body and we're not sleeping, you know, you're not giving your body the time to actually change the way you want it to. You're not giving it the recovery, the, the the recovery pieces that are going to elicit the change that make this process so much more sustainable. Um, and then once these are all appropriate, you feel great. And then we have the proper structure to your nutrition. The diet gets a lot easier. You know, a lot of my clients who get to this point, they're like, I don't even feel like I'm on a diet right now. <laughs> That's the point because you feel like you're living the, your best life. You feel good. And a byproduct of you feeling good is weight loss and fat loss starts happening. Right. And I could do a, a whole episode on on what a diet is supposed to look like. So I'll probably do that. So just doing this, this episode of the podcast has given me like six ideas for um, podcast episodes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I hope that made sense. If it didn't, you always come find me, ask questions. I'm always happy to answer. If you're not yet in our Facebook group, and if you, ha- if you not haven't heard, if you are, 
we are doing our free 21 day challenge. Um, I'm super excited. It's been a while. You know, we did one a couple, like a month and a half ago. It was uh, not as, it was more about just understanding like, understanding food in general but this one's going to be the more in-depth to take action you know and start to apply all of these things i talked about today um and it's it's simplified weight loss challenge completely free you know we want to help build you build a lot of momentum especially going to the holiday season uh build a lot of structure we're gonna have some mini challenges in there we're gonna have it's gonna give you workouts gonna give you task lists uh food ideas so that's gonna so that we can start uh building momentum accomplishing our goals and sustaining them throughout the holidays you know the holidays are gonna last the days this year not not weeks not months we want it we want to build the autonomy and the and the momentum and the confidence to to maintain some sort of uh, of progress some sort of consistency and this is what this challenge is aimed at by simplifying everything um and not making it super complicated you know we can get the calories and stuff like that if we if we want but we want to hit these big pillars and 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 support our body because when we support our body instead of deprive from our body all the time it makes change so much easier. So if you want to be a part of that, I'm going to probably put out the the uh, the the sign up link will be out here very very shortly throughout the weekend, um, and I'd be happy to have you there. So um, yeah, that's all I got for the day. Uh, for the day, that's it for the show. I appreciate you so much again listening for this. And if you learned something, um, if this help if this helped uh, help, if this helped you in any way, I really greatly appreciate you sharing uh, sharing this with somebody, um, at least one person. And uh, come find me on my other social medias. Um, and uh, and yeah, you know, hopefully I'll see you at the challenge. So uh, that's all I got for you today. Have a wonderful rest of your day when you're, whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you on the next one.